Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, Sean Clayton. And welcome to Schooled with a Professor, a chance to catch up with our good friend Dan Shanka from Our Lads. And, of course, Our Lads does such a great job of keeping track of the rosters, keeping everybody updated on the drafts. And, of course, naturally, with the rookie minicamp coming, we want to get into the rookies and all these different things. But, Dan, uh, first off, it's great to be with you. And uh, it was a crazy draft without any question. No question, John. It it was, um, uh, I mean, it really uh, fell apart after the first or second, middle of uh, second round. But uh, in regards to teams, just, you know, not maybe necessarily taking the best player, but somebody to fit their scheme. And, uh, but, you know, there was some, you know, really good moves. Uh, Hey, the Jets moving back into that first round or moving up, I should say. And, Getting uh, Vera Tucker from Southern Cal, I thought that was a good move up because if they weren't going to grab him, somebody else was going to. And uh, so there were some positive things. Yeah, I, mean, I thought New England had a good draft. I mean, they got lucky that Mac Jones fell all the way down to 15, but then they come back and they get two defensive players. And so that was good. And that, that kind of fills out what's been a great offseason for the New England Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. John, they had all those guys coming back from last year that were, you know, had opted out and what have you. Then all the, uh, what, $136 million in free agents they uh, paid, and then they end up having really, I think, an underrated draft. I thought they really did a great job there. So uh, Bill Belichick doesn't like winning seven games. He, 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 wants, to be, he wants to be in that mount, top of the mountain every year. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, now we find out that uh, in week four, with the schedule coming out on Wednesday, that uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, are heading to New England to see that matchup. And already Tom Brady's father has come back and says, oh, yeah, this is a great chance for uh, the Bucks to go four and oh. I saw that. that you know, I'll tell you, he he uh, he tells it just exactly the way it is. Uh, and uh, Tom is a little, Tom Jr. is a little more, uh, I, I, I mean, just, uh, you know, on the QT, so to speak. But, boy, his dad, he, he mm-hmm. lets them have it. Oh, no doubt about it. So that's good. Now, the how do you kind of view the Seahawks draft? I think it was pretty apparent that last year, and you know how uh, teams plan so far ahead, they kind of figured out with the pandemic and all the limitations uh, and the opt-outs that this wasn't going to be a draft where you needed to have a lot of draft choices. And, of course, John Snyder has the three fewest, I guess, in NFL history. But do you view it as, okay, do we judge the three players alone, or do you judge the trades that got them Jamal Adams, Carlos Dunlap, and uh, Gabe Jackson? Oh, you've got to throw those in, John. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, But I'll tell you, the three they selected now, I really like Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, Explosive guy from Western Michigan. Um, I I just – I'd followed him up there, and of course, you know, they had him over on defense for a while playing corner, so I can tell you kind of athlete he is, and his explosiveness uh, as a return man is going to be a big plus also. And uh, But I tell you, I really, I, I mean, he was one of the guys that I was kind of touting early because, um, you know, there was a lot of those slot guys like the Tonys out there in Elijah Moore and guys like that. Well, Eskridge actually performed better than Tony did in the senior bowl week, I thought. And then he got, you know, that ankle late in the week. But I thought that he did a great job there. I thought it was a great second round pick. And um, that's where we had him. You know, we had him in the second round. And uh, I I like that pick. 
Yeah, I know. And it was, it's interesting because, uh, you know, bringing up Tony, uh, we know Dave Gettleman is not real big on trading up or trading down. I mean, or trading up, maybe he'll do, but trading down. And I think he didn't do well in the trade down because, uh, you know, in the end, uh, here it is that, uh, you know, Justin Fields goes to Chicago and they come down to 20 in a draft where I think most people had 16 to 18 first round guys. And they had they take Tony clearly is going to have a second round grade. And I, I had Tony going down toward the bottom of the first round. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, um thing john that um they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks but as we all know you know you've known dave for years and i used to scout with dave uh, even when he was at buffalo and i guess they kind of taught uh, <laughs> an old dog new tricks but he just uh he kind of backed out of there maybe a little bit too far yeah and of course the problem i mean they did get good value next year which i think is going to be a much better draft but then the problem is is that uh, you know if they don't win this year then he may not have next year Right, uh, but I, I'll tell you, I think that um, they're going to make a significant uh, advancement. I, I mean, I could be wrong, and they're, you know, you never know about injuries and things like that. But, but uh, I think Daniel Jones would be better, um, and uh, you know, they bring in Galladay, and and uh, and then Tony is this slot that we'll see. You know, I mean, I I, I had him in the second round myself, John, and uh, so um, they jumped up quite a bit for him. I was kind of surprised about that one, but. Um, you know, I think that uh, I think the Giants are, are going to be a little bit better than maybe people think. Yeah, in fact, I think uh, what you're looking at is that, I mean, certainly the NFC East was as bad as you can find a division in many, many years. But I think there's improvement on uh, three out of the four teams because, you know, Dallas gets Dak Prescott back to go with the good offensive weapons they have. Washington is going to have one of the best defenses in the league. And the Giants defense, I mean, you can't sleep on them because they're certainly really good in the defensive line. And they're certainly added at the cornerback position. So, yeah, I think they're going to be a little bit better. It just comes down to Daniel Jones. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and hopefully injuries uh, for any any team in the division. I mean, that always uh, skews things. And and like you said, that last year was a, a nightmare for the NFC East, and uh, this year they're hoping all they they can uh, jump back in it. And uh, and a guy, you know, I mean, the Washington defense is just should be absolutely unbelievable if they can get any play on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they're going to be making that run for the playoffs again. Back to the Seahawks. What do you think of the selection of Trey Brown? I, t- I tell you, I like Trey. Trey, I mean, he's electric fast, and uh, he's a guy that uh, I think will be a good slot corner. Um, you can stick him on the outside too, but I think that with all these, like, like we you know alluded to earlier, like the Eskridges and Tonys and and more Elijah Moore uh, guys like that with their quickness and 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 uh, be able to get in and out of routes in the slot, uh, I think a guy like Trey Brown is going to be needed. Um, and uh, all, all the teams are looking for a guy like that. And uh, getting Brown in the fourth round, I thought, was really a good pick. Um, super fast. I mean, you're not going to outrun him. He can he can turn and run with the, the fastest of the receivers. And uh, so I think that that was really a good pick uh, in the fourth round. What was your thoughts on the uh, sixth-round pick of Stone Forsythe? Uh, John, he is really an athletic guy. People, um, you know, there's so many tackles drafted this year, uh, I think an all-time high, and uh, he, he kind of slipped down there to the sixth round. But 
Um, he's he's an athletic guy. He can bend. Uh, he's got those long arms, and he can move his feet. And I've got such great respect for Mike Solari, the offensive line coach there at Seattle, that um, I think that uh, he is going to, you know, he probably won't make much of an effect this year, uh, uh, Stone Forsett, but, but uh, Mike will mold him into a tackle that I think is going to be a, a really good football player in the future for Seattle. And, uh, you know, he's um, – uh, he, he's, here's, here's a guy that can really move. He can really bend. He's got those long arms. He's a smart kid. So he's got all the raw material. No question. What's your thoughts on some of the undrafted guys that Seattle signed? Yeah, I, well, I, they, that's one big selling point. They said, well, hey, we only got three, uh, yeah. we only got three draft choices here. So, you know, you can do some things, uh, you know, to make, uh, to make our roster. So, uh, I think as a group, now, um, I was looking over, uh, I don't think they paid a ton of money for a lot of their, uh, uh, I could be wrong, no, John. They, on the, three, uh, three guys got $20,000 signing bonuses with no uh, uh, base salary guarantees. And I tell you what, some, some, some players out there got $200,000 guarantees. So, I mean, that, uh, that, but I tell you, one of the guys that I like for sure, was the Tamarian Terry uh, out of Florida State. Um, John, this guy was terrific two years ago. I mean, he was a big-time, big-time wide receiver. And a lot of those guys at Florida State, they just, they just went backwards uh, because of coaching changes and, and whatnot. And, uh, but I think Terry is, is a big-time talent. Kay Johnson out of South Dakota State. Again, a slot guy that's uh, really an explosive type player that, um, you know, he'll have a chance to do some things. I think the island kid that at guard will be uh, another one that, that Mike can mold in, into a, a, a good player. Uh, Brian Mills, um, he's got some talent, but, you know, he's played at a, a small school and he's going to need uh, a little bit more work um, than you know, maybe some other ones, but I, I thought, you know, the Terry kid for sure. And the Kay Johnson Island. And, uh, I thought those guys were good selections. Now you do is you do do the best job as far as, uh, you know, going to the senior bowl, coming up with just about every kind of report. And you can see it at rlands.com. Uh, how important this year was the senior bowl? Because it seemed like there was more guys drafted. What was it? Like 109 or something like that than uh, we've ever seen. Right. I'll tell you, you'd have to give it a five star, John, because it was so important for these guys uh, to get, you know, a lot of these guys had no exposure. Guys like Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, he hadn't played in a year. And then he got out there uh, in, in being a, at a, a FCS school or F, FBS school, like, or FCS, I, I guess, uh, the championship division. Um, here, you know, here's a guy that's over 6'8". He's 320 pounds. He can bend like a pretzel. He's got 36-inch arms. And, uh, you know, he got knocked on his rear end, like the first pass rush drill of of the day uh, in Mobile. But then, you know, he bounces back and uh, had a great week. And same way with with Dylan Raditz from uh, North Dakota State. All those guys that really had – and then Eskridge, for instance, uh, you know, he just – he really had a great week – before he got injured there late in the week in Mobile. So it was really important for the scouts 
and um, you know the per- player personnel people to see these guys uh, under that type of competition. And uh, so, but next year, you alluded to earlier, John. It's next year is going to be. I mean, if they draft the draft, say it's 255, 258, whatever it is. I mean, there's probably going to be another hundred that normally would be drafted that are going to be signed as free agents because next year is going to be absolutely loaded with players. Yeah, because, again, I counted, uh, I think the Denver Post counted this up, that there was a 1,046 players that went for that super senior season in 2021 because you can go back and have that extra year, which kind of shortened the list for this year to somewhere in the 600s. But now, you know, of those 1,046, there may be 300 or 400 players that can play, but they're all going to be there next year. And you can see the way teams maneuvered this year is that, you know, what, there was 39 draft picks already traded from the 2022 draft. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to be uh, dynamite. And uh, but hey, we got to play this year with mm-hmm. uh, these guys that um, um, maybe normally. Uh, although I I really think that you know there were some guys that didn't get drafted. You know, I think like the Terry kid, like we talked about, uh, that Seattle picked up as an undrafted free agent. Guys like that, Kate Johnson. I think uh, in a lot of years he would have been drafted probably in the sixth round. Island, uh, you know, another big, huge guard uh, who's white as a, as a um, you know, white as a refrigerator. I mean, he's uh, – so these guys normally would have been drafted, and then this year, um, because of trades and, and whatnot, they, they kind of slipped through. Why was it such a big year for offensive linemen, particularly tackles? Because that uh, – I mean, you knew there was going to be a good year for wide receivers. You knew it was going to be a good year for cornerbacks. But why for tackles? I was kind of surprised. Because I knew it was said it was going to be good, uh, but it turned out to be better. Yeah, John, I, I just think it was an anomaly that um, – I mean, well, you, you saw – like we talked about earlier, Stone Forsyth from Florida going in the sixth round, a guy that's six eight you know, 320-some pounds that uh, it's absolutely unbelievable that a guy like that would fall through. But, but I mean, there was 25 tackles taken, and, uh, you know, every one of those guys has got length. They've got uh, decent feet to them. I mean, um, I mean uh, you know, Cincinnati grabs Carmen, Carmen Jackson in the start of the second round because they decided to take, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Chase uh, in, in the first uh, pick at number five for Cincinnati, but you know they're they got a, a good talent there and all the way through. I mean Tommy Doyle, who's a, a fifth round pick and went to Buffalo. Here's a guy that's um, again he's at six eight. He can bend. Uh, he's got long arms and uh, he can move his feet. And he was one of the top athletic um, tackles in this draft. We what we did, John. We always. Usually in our guide, we used to, all, you know, we put the athletic grade on there. Well, this year we had to collect all the information from the quote combines at the different um, sites, you know, the different uh, teams, and uh, so we we actually put that on our website at ourlabs.com. You can click on on the uh, the combine thing, and he was one of the top athletic guys, and he goes, you know, in the fifth round. So landing young he goes in the sixth round from kentucky here's a really smart guy that again he's got that length he's six seven he got long arms he's a big guy so it was i think it was just one of those years that you have all these uh giants that they're there and so teams you know started snatching them along the way 
Now, the one thing that I think everybody needs to do, even though the draft is over, is still get the R-Lads guide pre-draft because, again, particularly with the rookie mini camps and OTAs, and it looks like a lot of the rookies are showing up, uh, you want to kind of study the names, particularly like if you're in Seattle. I mean, you only have like about 11 to 13 names to study, so you want to get to know them. And, of course, you get to know that, and, of course, you get in the ability to uh, try to get the draft review and everything else. How can everybody get into that? Yeah, John, uh, the, the fans, in fact, we're offering a uh, PDF version now uh, and uh, where fans can get it online. And, uh, and But uh, they can go to OurLads.com, O-U-R-L-A-D-S.com, a subscription box there in the right-hand side and, and of the home page, and click on and, and you can get um, – now the uh, draft review will be coming out in a month or so after the OTAs and, and these mini camps and what have you. We'll see how many people are showing up <laughs> to all these, but you know, but uh, we're we're going to try to to uh, track all these guys and see how the teams are going to use them and move them around. And like like we already saw that you know Arizona is going to put in Zayvon Collins uh, ahead of Hicks down there, and, uh, and that's just the first move. And, and Hicks is a really good linebacker, so. But anyway, just uh, so, and then the fans will get uh, you know the depth charts and all that stuff in our in our draft review book, so they can go to ourlads.com dot com and uh, and subscribe or give us a phone call at one eight hundred pro draft and uh, we'll get them fixed up with hey this year's draft guide so they know who these guys are and or the draft review that will come out here in about a month or so. Dan Shanka, I thank you so much. And now what the two of us can go back to do is go finding the birthdays for these uh, undrafted guys. <laughs> That's, like we... <laughs> That's right, uh, John. Well, hey, it's always great talking with you and everything. And uh, best of luck and God bless. And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with a Professor.